This is a messianic study of the book of Romans. It's given in a midrashic setting, which is audience participation. It was given during the months of June through August 2008. The discussion leader is John Behrens. He's pastor of Restoration Messianic Fellowship. You can reach our website at www.crimsonthread.com. There you can find this study in its entirety as well as other resources for your messianic study of the scriptures. This discussion has been edited and a number of the comments have been either truncated or removed for clarity and continuity. Verse 8. Owe no one anything except to love one another. For the one who loves another has fulfilled the law. The commandments, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not murder, you shall not steal, you shall not covet, and any other commandment are summed up in this word. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Love does no wrong to a neighbor, therefore love is the fulfilling of the law. All right, now, people just get all sorts of messed up on this. Everything in there is Torah. Notice Paul is not saying that if you love one another, it replaces the law. What he is saying is, if you love one another and you act on that love, then what you are doing is what the law requires. And furthermore, this love your neighbor as yourself is Torah itself. So again, he cannot be referring to Torah and then saying Torah doesn't apply. It's it, it just a logical disconnect. Okay. What he's saying here is, I've listed some random stuff in Torah, and oh, by the way, all the other stuff in Torah, you know, all these other commandments that I don't even mention, I, I, you know, I'm short of paper, short of parchment, whatever, I'm not going to list it all. But all of that stuff is summed up in love your neighbor as yourself. And that's what the Torah says. And what the Torah does is put flesh, meat, bones, and details on love your neighbor as yourself. Well, if you love your neighbor as yourself, that means when his cattle goes astray, you'll go round up his cattle and bring them back to him. Oh, if you love your neighbor as yourself, that means that you put up a parapet around your roof so your neighbor doesn't fall off and break his neck when he's at your garden party. Love your neighbor as yourself. That means on and on and on. You understand? So the details are extremely important, and the Torah is where the details are. So what Paul is saying at a high level is, guys, you're in the synagogue, you need to act with love, and love is described in detail in the Torah. This is what it looks like. And that's how you have to behave. It is not a replacement for studying Torah. Okay. I like the King James here because it says, the um, love thy neighbor as thyself, that is briefly comprehended. It's just a little comprehension. You have to go to the commandments to understand it fully. Sure. So. Yeah, I, I agree. And in, in fact, uh, Hillel, a um, very famous Jewish sage at about the time of Yeshua, had a fool come to him and said, can you teach me Torah while standing on one foot? And he actually went to, to, to Shammai and Hillel. Shammai and Hillel were two very famous rabbinic schools a little before the time of Yeshua. Shammai had him beaten. Okay. So Shammai was the, the, the hard-nosed, hardcore guy. Hillel was the 
more lenient guy. So when this fool came and asked Shammai if he could learn Torah while standing on feet, the guy, Shammai just had him beaten. Hillel, on the other hand, said, what is hateful to your neighbor, do not do. The rest is details. Now, go learn the details. Okay? So what Hillel said is basically the same thing Paul is saying here. Love your neighbor as yourself. The rest is details, but the details are important. Go learn them. 11. Besides this, you know the time, that the hour has come for you to wake from sleep. For salvation is nearer to us now than when we first believed. The night is far gone. The day is at hand. So then let us cast off the works of darkness and put on the armor of light. Let us walk properly as in the daytime, not in orgies and drunkenness, not in sexual immorality and sensuality, not in quarreling and jealousy, but put the Lord Messiah, Yeshua Messiah, I'm sorry, but put on the Lord Yeshua Messiah and make no provision for the flesh to gratify its desires. All right, this list of stuff is pagan stuff. Okay? You needed an orgy, you went to the temple. Pagan temple, not, not God's temple. The temple was where it was happening. Okay? You could get anything at the temple. And so these pagans are coming out of a setting where religion is associated with licentiousness. You had temple prostitution, both male and female. Okay? You had getting drunk. You had all sorts of licentious, sensual stuff going on in a temple setting. And that's by design. Remember the business with Cosby and, and uh, I've lost his name. Anyway, the pinkest story. They were doing all this licentious stuff and it was freaking Israel out. Okay? So all of this stuff he's talking about is in a temple context. So you guys are coming into the synagogue now. You need to understand that we don't behave that way here. That is not proper behavior in a religious setting despite what you have learned all your life. Again, you got to see it in context. So what I'm suggesting to you here, I'm not suggesting, I'm telling you, all right, is all of this stuff is in the context of Gentiles coming into the synagogue and they don't know how to behave. And they're causing problems. Okay? And the Jews are looking at them and saying, there's no evidence of God in you, bucko. And the Gentiles are looking at the Jews and saying, what do you, you guys don't have the Holy Spirit. You don't know Yeshua. They don't have to listen to you. I mean, beside the fact that you got the only copies of the Bible, so I got to be here, because this is the only place the Bible is, I don't need to pay attention to you. You don't know Jesus. And what Paul is saying is, whoa. Bringing all that pagan stuff into the synagogue is an abomination. You guys need to clean up your act, and you need to walk orderly, which means you need to walk according to Torah, and you need to learn what that is. Okay? And what's happened in the church today is the church is doing all the stuff that Paul is warning against, and they have contempt for the synagogue and contempt for the Jews. And, you know, I, I have sat in Midrash here, and had some guy tell me, why are you doing this Jewish stuff? They don't have the Spirit of God. If I wanted that kind of stuff, 
I'd go to a synagogue. I come in here to hear Jesus preached. I've had people tell me that. Okay? And they get it from places like Romans because it's been turned around on its head and they don't understand. And what Paul is trying to do is head off what the Sunday church has become. Keeping the context in mind, uh, especially in chapter 13, um, is, is just so important because there has been so much wicked behavior um, justified by the Christian church um, of not only Christians, but um, uh, non-Christian people in government saying, I mean, this, this section, especially at the beginning of it, was, I mean, it's just a favorite of the Calvinists. Uh, who believe that you know everything that happens is by the will of God, and then you know just the further extension, every wicked thing done by a government must be God's will. So um, you know Bill Clinton and Juanita Broderick apparently God ordained that. Um, every time uh, a, a woman has an abortion and kills her baby, apparently God ordained that. I mean, if 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 you look at this in the context, and then you look at that, uh, if the other were true. Your whole Bible, if it hadn't fallen apart by the time you got to Romans, could be easily disproved by even the most casual observer. And and that's why it has to be exactly the way you taught it tonight, because if not, there, there's no reason in even looking any further. And, and there are sects of Christianity who are basically of the opinion that the Old Testament is done away with, you don't look at Yeshua because Yeshua taught the law. So in order to understand how you behave, you've got to go to Paul. And some of them will read John, but uh, I mean, it's, it's a heresy that has been around since the, probably the second century. I don't remember when Marcion lived, but that was his heresy. Is God of the Old Testament is a fire-breathing righteous jerk. You don't want to have anything to do with him. He's angry. And it's all Jesus and Paul. Jesus as explained by Paul is a better way to describe it. And, and the church itself branded him as a heretic. But that doesn't mean his ideas went away. Nothing ever goes away. It's like the internet. You know, it, no, I'm serious. It, nothing ever goes away. And so you have those ideas that are still floating around out there. Uh, just back at Romans uh, 13, 10, it says, Love does no evil to, his neighbor, uh, to a neighbor, therefore love is the completion of the Torah. Uh, first thing I thought of was James. Uh, show me thy works, with, show me thy faith without thy works. So you think of all these people that run around with a big pink sweater of love all over them and with a big smile and they think they've accomplished love. They don't realize that love actually has a series of works that show love. Not love is just the words you say, it's what you do. It's not what you say you are, it's what you do that makes you what you are. That's exactly correct. And that's what the Torah is. The Torah teaches you how to express love. Okay? And in order to get it right, you've got to study it. And you've got to live by it. These things have consequences. Okay? It's either true or it's not. And if it is true, you've got to live by it. Doing taxes. Um, did the Jews tithe also? Or was that part of the tax? Tithe is different. Okay. Tithe is something that is commanded by God for his own purposes. 
Now, what the synagogue then uses it for, or the temple then uses it for, I don't know what, how they worked that out in first century uh, Israel or first century diaspora. I, I just don't know the answer to that. But they also connect, collect taxes, which are different than tithes. Tithe is commanded when to support the Levites. It, it, did in the, it did in scripture, and certainly while the temple was in existence, the tithe that was given to the temple was for that purpose. But the tithe is just the base. Right. I'm just trying to answer Anna's question as far as the, the tithe, the, 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 the tithe of 10% that you give of your, yes. uh, all that sort of stuff, in essence, went forward to, to take care of the Levites because they had no portion in the land. I understand that. But the tax then would have been for some other purposes. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. But what my point is, by the time we were in first century, the first century, where Israel is under Rome, I don't know how all that shook out. So, for example, we, we expect you all to tithe. You don't have to give it to us, but you have to tithe. Now, what we do is we use it to support the functioning of this organization. Okay? So I don't know how they did it in the diaspora in Rome. I, I mean, I, I obviously, we both know what the, the Bible says. I just know what the history is there. Gotcha. Okay. Did yeah. Your question? Sorry. <coughs> All right. We're out of time. Would somebody like to close in prayer?